0: nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These are their roles in sustainable weight management. So I scoured the globe of top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat. And enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell, and today is Q&A three. We know how it goes by now, right? I answer questions from listeners and followers who emailed me or sent me a DM. Um, so if you have questions about health, fitness, and fat loss, feel free to email me at nerado at com or DM me at my IG at zicohealth. And of course, you know, Zico Health is spelled Z-E-C-O-H-E-A-L-T-H. So with that being said, let's get started. The first question is, uh, and remember, I don't give out names. I don't give out handles. I just paste the questions in and answer the questions. I'm 18, and I've been trying to build muscle and gain weight. My parents say I'm skinny because of my age, but I will not accept that. <laughs> I, know, I know I asked this question with somebody at the gym that I work out at, actually. Um, he also said, uh, I eat a lot, but it still doesn't work. This is a really good question, because when we talk about weight management, we mostly talk about weight loss, but there are people who struggle to gain weight as well. So this is really how I answered that question. First, I explained that he really wasn't eating enough, especially carbs and protein, because I believe that most people with like a quote-unquote, "fast or healthy metabolism. Should eat at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight. I mean, I know we have different signs that people say no, maybe 0.75, so on and so forth. If you have a very efficient metabolism, you need to eat more protein. That's the way I look at it. Sorry. Um, I, uh, I eat about a pound, of a gram of protein per pound of body weight, and sometimes more, especially if you're an athlete. And you train a lot, sometimes you will need more. So that's the first thing I told him. Because I remember when I answered this question, he said, well, before I ate, before I worked out, I had lasagna. And I'm like, no, that's not enough protein. You need to eat protein. Eating carbs before a workout to power your muscles, improve strength and performance is also important. See, uh, uh, this is something a lot of people miss. Because... We I've had shows where I talked about carb cycling, the importance of cycling your carbs. Well, part of that means that eating carbs when your body can use it best, and that would be before a workout because you know your your carbs can help with muscle strength, performance, and even post workout for muscle recovery. Sitting watching TV and eating um, popcorn is not the time. Not the time. A whey protein shake. Um, post-workout promotes recovery, muscle growth, and can boost um, um, human growth hormones, right? So think about that as well. That's why bodybuilders drink whey protein post-workout. It's not a fad. It can be beneficial. Now, right now, I'm drinking Heal, which is an essential amino blend from the Aminoco. And um, in their blend of EAAs, they include creatine and whey protein concentrate. So I drink it post workout instead of actually drinking whey protein because my body doesn't respond to whey protein as well. So that's another option. So just FYI, wasn't planning on um, saying it, uh, bring it up in the show. But if you want to recover well, you can go to uh, Amino Co and use code uh, Zico Health to get 30% off their discounts. Actually, I'm sorry, 30% discount on their products. This, uh, these, their products and supplements were originally designed for NASA astronauts to help them to uh, maintain muscle mass in space and also perform better during training as well. So that's something to consider if your body doesn't break down weight very well. Um, in all cases, though, com- a combination of proper diet and weight training is, 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 is the key. Uh, this is a good start for most young people who struggle to gain weight because, again, there are a lot of young people who have really fast metabolism, especially if genetically you are smaller. But carb cycling, eating protein, especially around your workout time, is very helpful. And eating enough protein is something you really want to consider. And in that case, you may need to track because it's tracking your macros is not just about weight loss but making sure that you're eating efficiently. The next question is, uh, I crave sugars, but I'm trying to lose weight. I try low carb diets, but at night I get carb cravings. I do martial arts five days per week and sometimes my energy drops. This is another question from somebody in the gym. I think it's around the same day, actually. Funny enough, I remember these things, right? But this is a big mistake that many people make who try to lose weight they try to combine high-intensity training with low-carb diets. Biologically, this really doesn't work. Now, I'm in ketosis even as I'm doing this episode. And unless you're in constant case case of ketosis or keto-adapted, your body will prefer carbs with fuel with basically any workout or especially when you pass or go above the anaerobic zone. Now, simply put, carbs are our body's preference of fuel. Now, I want to clarify that. If you stay in a zone one, zone two, you can run on ketones, no problem. Not just ketones. Training in zone one, zone two, you can burn fat quite easily. But when you pass the anaerobic zone, and especially you stay there, your body's going to prefer glucose. Now, for me, being in ketosis, I have to take exogenous ketones when I'm performing at that level. Now, I limit cardio and high intensity for um, for most of my clients were sugar burners for that same reason, because you want to train in a way to where your body prefers burning fat and fat oxidation. But in this case, martial arts is a sport. So I recommend that instead of Trying to just go low carb, eat carbs around the time that he's going to do his training, which is actually for hours at a time when your body can use it best. And that will limit nighttime cravings and the energy drops. Because your body uses those that store glycogen and those carbs and be like, oops, it needs more. Yes, it can use some protein. Yes, it can use some fat, but our bodies are not as efficient at that. So carb cycling is uh, one way to to go. The next thing I recommend for him was to eat complete meals. I've talked about it so many times on my show. Fats, protein, and fiber. And when I say fiber, I mean vegetables for fiber. Um, Like with my dinner today, I'm having um, um salmon, which is fatty fish. With, and I'm also going to serve as my protein with Brussels sprouts. And I'm also going to cook some of that in olive oil, saute that in olive oil. And because I'm in ketosis, I'm not adding any, really any carbs into it. I do have some berries later on in the evening to give, you know, because to feed my good gut bacteria, my good gut, to improve my gut fauna. But in your case, you can add a healthy, like, fruit or berries towards the end as well. And if if anybody's trying to lose weight, eating in that manner can help to lower your blood pressure, I'm sorry, blood pressure, blood sugar or your blood glucose or blood glucose spike by even eighty to eighty-five percent, which is significant in weight loss, or I should say weight management in general. The next question, I'm um, on question number three. There are five, by the way. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I think there's five in this one. It says for us in Seattle, our first over seventy-degree day was June twentieth. Our first hot day and only hot day was June twenty-seventh. Yesterday it poured rain. But then in the afternoon, it got warm, which made the plants go crazy. Pollen dump, that was that. The plants have been sending out pollen like they they have no other purpose. (laughs) Every second, it's sunny. But since my allergies have flared up, my metabolism is at a standstill. No movement at all for more than two weeks. I was making progress before it stopped raining. My flex score has gone down 19.7% in the last three weeks. That's a flex score, and people are probably wondering what is this man really talking about. Well, this question came from a Lumen user, and I'm one of the group experts. I counsel them all the time, and people are not familiar with Lumen. You, you, it's a breathalyzer that helps to read the state of your metabolism. If you're a fat or sugar burner, and their their nutritionists give you nutrition advice to help you to. Ch- chain your metabolism, and also you get access to their Facebook group that have over thirty-two thousand people, and I'm one of the group experts that help with counsel those individuals as well. So if you if you're looking to lose weight and you tried every diet known to man, check out Lumen. Again, it's it can be really beneficial, and everybody I've recommended it to has uh has, has had great benefits, and some of the top health experts in the world recommend it. It's uh you can go to their website Lumen.me. So that's L-U-M-E-N.me, and my code Zico Health gives you $50 off. Anyway, let's answer this question. So my answer to this question was, I used to struggle with pollen-related allergies that cause asthma. And now it's been over, what, three years that I'm off my meds with no reactions? Now, your immune system is your body's main defense against pathogens. I mean, we know that. And around 75% of your immune system resides in your gut. So we know that a healthy gut is vital to combat allergies. The question is, how do we strengthen our gut? Because, yeah, we hear about gut health all the time, right? Gut health, gut health. But really and truly, how do we strengthen our gut? Now, just like anything else, for I would say that, I'm sorry, I kind of drew a blank there. I was making a correction on something. But I'll say that, Speak to a gut health specialist because anything I tell you right here are just general information, things you can consider that can be very beneficial. But here are some things here, here's some top, and these are actually the actually the answer that I gave this individual. One, eliminate seed and inflammatory oils. Uh, inflammatory seed oils, and by the way, vegetable oils are seed oils, they're not made with vegetables. So you just want to get rid of that altogether. Um, the whole idea is that, is that limiting inflammation, because anything you take or eat or drink that inflames your gut is not going to be good for you. Uh, and remember, with most of your immune system residing in your gut, it's harder for your body to fight against pathogens, which causes a stress response, can raise adrenaline, raise cortisol, make you crave more sugars, um, can lower your BMI because your body is constantly in a stress state, and so on and so forth. The next thing is limit toxic exposure, very similar response, chronic inflammation, reduce stress, causes chronic inflammation, improve sleep quality. I have an article on ZikaHealth.com about how about improving sleep, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, feed your gut bacteria with oligosaccharides, which is, um, by the way, I want to say busted sprouts, right? I think oligosaccharides but there are many vegetables that contain oligosaccharides and even some berries that contain oligosaccharides. It can be very beneficial because your good bacteria really feeds on them. So look up foods that are that contain oligosaccharides and there's these supplements that you can take that contain oligosaccharides as well. But these habits can definitely improve the health of your microbiome. The next question, so I think I have two more to go. Yeah, four and five. So number four, he said, uh, he or she, Good morning, everyone. I'm fairly new to Lumen, and I'm just starting my second week. So, of course, in the Lumen question, right? I've had a hard time eating my macros because I'm very used to. And one second, because I'm very used to an already lo- and already uh, and a low carb and low fat diet. There's a typo there because I got lost. It's like, what do you mean by that? She said I'm very used to a low carb and fairly low carb, um, low fat diet. That sounds very rough the last two days i've been able to increase my healthy fat intake by quite a bit but uh, just had blood my blood drawn yesterday and both my ldl which is your bad cholesterol and triglycerides are borderline high the question is could there possibly be a connection between increasing healthy fats to these levels showing up in my blood now this, remember, anything I say is not medical advice, just things to consider. And before making dietary changes, please consult a medical professional or a dietary professional. But this really comes down to your gut enzymes. So our bodies use amylase to break down carbs and lipase to break down fats, among other enzymes, of course. But these are the main ones. Now, since you've been on a low carb, low fat diet for an extended period of time, your body has diminished both enzymes, which is extremely strange because we don't really see that. Basically, I know. We're on a high protein? Like, what were you eating this whole time? I'm completely lost here. But this inhibits digestion or proper digestion. Hence, you, you have high levels of triglycerides in your blood, undigested particles, which makes sense, right? Healthy fats don't raise LDL, but chronic inflammation and unhealthy fats tend to do so. But the lack of adequate enzymes is connected to this whole process. So eating healthy fats should not raise LDL it should actually increase HDL along with having other healthy habits, but you, but having a healthy gut environment plays a key role in this. Now this should change as long as your metabolism becomes more flexible, flexible, a flexible metabolism occurs when your body creates the right balance of digestive enzymes. And for most people, this happens through introducing your body to macros via diet. By the way, Taking digestive enzymes can be very helpful in that process too. In your particular case, especially since you're concerned, you want to work with a registered nutritionist or licensed dietitian. Depends on the country, by the way, they may say licensed nutritionist, registered dietitian, but I think you get my point. You may also want to consider taking digestive enzymes uh, at the beginning of your journey. And uh, a a nutrition professional can look at your numbers and make that determination. So like I said earlier, yeah, taking digestive enzymes can also be very helpful for you, but a uh, a nutrition expert can really help to uh determine that and even the right dosage and so on and so forth. And the last but not least, I fast for 16 hours from 8 p.m. noon. I'm sorry, 8 p.m. till noon. I'm like 8 p.m. noon, what? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. till noon, but need some coffee during the morning. Or is so. it usually espresso, but I can confess, I need a little bit more. I need, what you said, I I, I need just a little something to take my, to take the bull edge off, whatever that really means. Half a Splenda or a splash of skim of milk. I'm seeing a lot of typos here. So I'm trying to make sure I read through it so it makes sense. Or unsweetened almond milk. These total 15 calories or less. And maybe spiking my numbers up. I constantly debate if it's best to try to fast through the from AM or or through the AM, or have two hundred calorie low carb and high protein breakfast. Thanks advance for your feedback. Well, this is from a guy, and not being sexist, but I it's when I answer the questions, it's important to know who is coming from. Because male and females have different needs. And that's why sometimes I clarify, especially if I'm talking about fasting. So for men, fasting 14 to 16 hours daily is usually ideal. You break your fast with a high-protein breakfast um, and just not kind of clarify there. Breakfast is whatever you eat is whenever you eat your first meal. So that's 12 o'clock is 12 o'clock, right? So for men, generally speaking, especially if you're new to fasting, 14 to 16 hours should be great because you don't wanna have your body always in a post digestive state that creates oxidative stress inflammation. Your body needs time to heal and properly digest its food. So fasting is very important. And and if you're trying to lose weight too, adding a proper fasting protocol can be extremely helpful. And I have an entire short on fasting if you wanna go back and listen to that. I also recommend eating some plants, uh, for example, uh, veggies especially green veggies, but also like peppers, onions, scallions with your breakfast. And that's to improve gut health. Like my breakfast this morning, I had four eggs with scallions, garlic, and jalapenos. So every meal I have some plants. Like I said earlier, my dinner is going to be with my salmon. I have my Brussels sprouts. So, even though, yes, I'm really more for a carnivore, slash, well, more of an omnivore, omnivore to be honest, but I try to eat plants with every meal. Snack may not be, but even so, I try to snack on something more natural. So, so a lot of times, my snacks will include plants as well. You can have some carbs with breakfast as well, but towards the end of your meal, then, like I mentioned before, you know, protein, fats veggies, and then carbs after. Extremely banging, extremely helpful to know. And of course, at the end of the caveat, I had to address Splenda, right? So I mentioned that Splenda and milk are breaking your fast. So you're really not fasting at that point. And you're basically pushing your body into um, sugar, into basically a sugar metabolism, a carb metabolism. You're breaking your fast at that particular point. And with that being said, that's the Q and A today. Thank everybody for joining, and uh, keep being awesome, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.